Welcome to RTD Interviews. Today, I'm excited to have first-time guests, Mr. Jeff Wilson, the CEO and director of Eureka Lithium Corporation. My guest has over 25 years of experience in the mineral exploration space, as well as mining and investment opportunities. And today, he joins us to share his thoughts on the economy, his expertise in the mineral space, and the latest developments in the lithium sector. So, Jeff, welcome to RTD Interviews. Doing very well, thank you, and uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. My pleasure, my pleasure. As always, looking forward to finding out more about uh, the Eureka Lithium and also getting your take on what's happening uh, geopolitically as well. And so you stand in a very unique position and uh, you're a CEO as well as an investor yourself, I'm sure. And I'd like to start off with basically just getting an idea as to some things that you're keeping your eyes on these days, especially given the fact that we're a couple of days into the new year. So if you don't mind sharing with the viewers, what are some things that you know perhaps interest you, excite you, concern you about the economy? And then we'll dive into the importance of energy and everything with that related to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, there's no question that there's a lot of factors at play here as it relates to the metal space, uh, commodities, uh, precious metals and, and energy metals, um, you know, things related to inflationary uh, issues that we're seeing, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's political unrest, you know, there's, um, uh, there's trade relations issues uh, with various countries. And so what we're seeing here is a real pinch, I think, as it relates to uh, commodities, we're, you know, we're starting to see, uh you know, currency issues and, and you know, from, from my mind, you know, hard assets are, are starting to look, you know, more and more important uh, in an investor portfolio than perhaps they ever had. And that's where, you know, tried and true things like gold and other and other hard assets become so critical. And then when you sort of couple that with commodity demand, metal demands, uh, as it relates to things like clean energy and, 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 and these kinds of issues, you're starting to see a broader spectrum of, of metals. Uh, for different uses, not just for uh, precious metals and hard asset investments, but also for, you know, the necessary needs that we're going to have here going forward to uh, to keep moving forward in this world as it relates to cobalt and nickel and copper, uh, uranium, various other commodities that we're seeing, you know, a, an increase in, in demand for these things. And I think that's going to be exponentially uh, growing over the course of the next decade. So, you know, I think we're in a really good place here as it relates to the commodity space and specifically uh, mining and metals. Sounds good. Thank you for sharing that. And so one of the things I love to do for the RTD community is basically introduce them to new opportunities. And so, as I mentioned before, we're very heavy in precious metals, gold and silver, just from a, a preservation of capital type of opportunity, but then also looking for new opportunities for people to possibly speculate in, in ways to just further better prepare and broaden their investment uh, portfolios. And so I've been trying to learn and understand more about the energy space, because it clearly seems like there's a uh, electric vehicle revolution taking place. And so uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts based upon where you sit, uh, this race to, to secure as much lithium as possible. Uh, I noticed that we have a lot of actual manufacturers now looking to secure access directly. And I, I think I don't think that's very common. And so share with us your perspective and what's going on in this race to secure lithium. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that this is this has gone from being sort of a uh, sort of an under undercurrent swelling of sort of, you know, uh, environmentalist interest to try to sort of move in this direction, uh, you know, going back some time ago. And now we're starting to see, you know, the the, the drive and the demand for for clean energy and the, and the commodities that are going to fuel it starting to take, you know, uh, interest of of administrations, governments, uh, major companies, automakers. And so. You're seeing now that the you know the the, the end users are are increasing the demand for these products, and so the suppliers or the manufacturers are looking downstream and saying you know looking at what the foreseeable supply, let's say in the case of Greek lithium, uh, of lithium maybe uh, over the next you know five ten years, 
And what does that supply look like in relation to an increasing demand? And what we see is an incredible shortfall. And so, you know, you're seeing now uh, both governments, you know, in the United States and in Canada and other countries, uh, you know, sort of opening the door for incentives and, um, you know, looking to generate more exploration, looking to generate more development and ultimately extraction of these commodities within secure borders and within the borders of, you know, good trade partners. And so, you know, I think I think you're starting to see here now where, you know, the U.S. administration, and again, I think going forward, whether it's Democrat or Republic, I, 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 Republican, I think the same here in Canada, whether it's conservative or liberal, you're going to see, you know, an increased uh, desire and support for the extraction of these kinds of uh, important clean energy uh, commodities, because uh, we, we don't want to be reliant upon um, you know, strained trade, uh, trade relations with the likes of China uh, going forward. So we've seen a real push uh, on all different levels, government, private sector, to secure this stuff. And as you mentioned before, we're seeing automakers investing in exploration and development. We've seen Tesla investing over a billion dollars. We've seen GM investing, you know, six, seven hundred million dollars. Um, you know, the former Chrysler company investing a hundred million dollars, recognizing that, you know, once you go down a path to build your facilities, your, your, your factories to build vehicles in a certain way, you know, you're not, it, it takes a long time to pivot. And so if we're moving towards these EVs and, and, and building the infrastructure for that, you certainly don't want to run out of supply of one of the most critical elements. So we're seeing a real push to support the exploration development and extraction of these metals and, and lithium at the forefront of that in the last couple of years. Right. No, thanks for sharing that. And so another thing I've noticed is that uh, there's, you know, you know, Canada itself seems to be very rich in natural resources. And so I think, you know, uh, you know, Quebec, I'm hearing a lot about what's available there. So I guess what makes, you know, the region of Quebec, you know, and their lithium, your guys' lithium reserves unique in the overall global market? Yeah, I mean, Canada has recognized for a long time. I mean, Canada has been a, a, a prominent mining and mineral extraction country for a long time, natural resource based country for a long time. Um, and so certain uh, provinces within Canada, including Quebec, uh, have brought about incentives, incentives for the companies who are exploring there or mining there, incentives for investors to invest in projects within Quebec as a means of generating jobs and, and creating, uh, you know, sort of benefits to the economy. And so, you know, there's a there's a platform here in Quebec where, you know, not only are there incentives for companies to, to be there, incentives for investors to invest in Quebec, but there's also uh, a kickback, if you will, from the government where 40% of what you spend in exploration comes back to you in a payback from the Quebec government in order to incentivize you to continue on. And so, you know, when, when companies uh, from around the world are looking at where do they want to explore, there's been, a, there's been a real draw to Quebec. Now, on top of that, you know, on top of those government incentives, it's a, it's a mineral-rich uh, province. I mean, there's, uh, there's gold, there's silver, there's lithium, there's cobalt, there's copper. I mean, this is a place where, uh, you know, you can certainly go and look to find, you know, meaningful deposits of, of whatever, you know, element you may be looking for. Uh, and where we are in northern Quebec, uh, it's a little bit more of, a, of, a, of an untapped part of the province, if you will, or underexplored part of the province, partly because it's further north, it's a little bit more remote. Uh, but therein lies the opportunity in that, you know, a lot of the exploration work historically has been done in some of these southern regions. You go a little bit further north, there's the same sort of geological environment, 
but just not as much work has been done. And so that's why we've focused a lot of our attention on the northern part of Quebec, because, you know, there's a, there's a history of nickel mining there. There's some other uh, gold and exploration going on there, but really there's a lot of open space and, and a lot of areas that are untapped and, and underexplored. And that's why we're, we're focused on that. It's an ability to get a large land package um, and do, you know, systematic work to try to make a meaningful discovery. Interesting. Interesting. So let's uh, dive into Eureka uh, Lithium Corp. And so just for those who may not be familiar with it, give us, I guess, some of the origin story, how it came about, where you guys are at, some of the team and things of that nature, and just dive right into it. Yeah. So the company's relatively new. We uh, we basically got up and running last year in 2023. We went from essentially being a, a shell listed company, you know, looking for sort of its path forward to, you know, uh, com a coming together, if you will, with a prospector, a very renowned prospector by the name of Sean Ryan, who had, uh, you know, uh, had phenomenal success in the precious metals and gold space at, at identifying prospects that ultimately became uh, the subject of big takeovers by major companies and eventual mines. So uh, we, we basically went from, you know, sort of a shell company. We partnered up with Sean on a concept that he had and some land packages in northern Quebec that he had and shifting his gold expertise into lithium. Um, on the back of closing that deal to acquire uh, the projects from Sean, and, and we didn't do that much for cash. It was mostly to get, get Sean um, uh, exposure through equity. So he's, he's one of the largest shareholders at this point. And uh, we raised $8 million in, in June of 2023 and set out to, uh, you know, initiate a fairly aggressive ground campaign in Northern Quebec as our as our first field season, if you will, on the projects, doing a lot of, uh, you know, prospecting, sampling, uh, mapping, looking to go into the areas that we thought were the most interesting to sort of flesh them out and uh, try to generate some some results and validate the areas that we picked up. Uh, and so it was a very aggressive uh, late summer campaign with a lot of boots on the ground. Uh, we're still waiting for some of the assay results and 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 the uh, uh, the results of that work to come in and that will sort of dictate what what you know 2024 fully looks like for us but i think 2023 was really a, a setup year for us if you will in terms of acquiring the assets financing the company getting a first field season under our under our belts and uh, we're really looking to ratchet back up in 2024 with sort of that you know year of foundation if you will to now be able to really hit the ground running with real meaningful exploration programs this summer Interesting. Now, I was going through your guys' prospectus, and I noticed that uh, looks like the Nunavik region seems to be untapped as of now. So you guys, it looks like one of the initial first players in there along with another. So share with us, I guess, some of the interesting highlights about that region there and how it is untapped. You guys kind of got first mover advantage for the most part. And what are you guys seeing so far? Yeah, I mean, it, it is a uh, it is an interesting region in that, you know, the, the, the province of Quebec has been very, very active with lithium exploration for the last couple of years. A lot of that activity has been sort of a, a piling on, if you will, into a certain region, James Bay region, in, in sort of a more southern part of Quebec. Uh, so it became a bit of a crowded space. You know, you get these area plays where everybody goes in, there's a bit of a staking rush. Uh, and if you're not kind of a first mover, you know, what you're getting at that point is usually, you know, postage stamps that are add-ons or tag-ons or close-ology. Um, you know, we, we don't think that that's the right way for us to find a big, meaningful lithium deposit. And so... We set our sights up north. Part of what drew us there, not only was there lots of ground available, but, you know, ground is not going to find you, you know, just ground is not going to find you a lithium deposit. What was interesting was through Sean's research, we recognized that there had been a government survey by the Quebec government where they went out and they sampled the entire province. Uh, and there were these 
really uh, con uh, heavily concentrated clusters of lithium readings in a number of different areas up north that were uh, you know, large concentrations of lithium, I mean, high grade uh, lithium in, in the 99.5 percentile of all the samples taken in the entire province were found up in this northern region. And so uh, we were able to go in and, and, and through Sean, we were able to stake these big, big land packages that hosted some of the best lithium anomalies in this government survey that, that had been reported anywhere in the province. What also, as, as we got active up there, it was great to be able to, you know, get these big land packages because, as, as you know, you know, this is a bit like a lottery ticket. And, you know, you, you know make, making a discovery and finding a deposit is challenging. So you want as many lottery tickets as you can possibly have to improve your, your odds. And so we get these big land packages. There's multiple areas within each project area that has potential. You know, maybe they're not all going to pan out, but if you've got enough area to explore, you improve your odds of finding something meaningful. So big land packages in, in big areas that we know have lithium mineralization was sort of the step one. The other thing is you mentioned some others in the area, uh, there's a private company called Cobalt Minerals and uh, Cobalt Metals, sorry, Cobalt Metals is a, a private company. They've raised over $300 million here in the last couple of years privately. Uh, largely financed and backed by some of the best-known billionaires in the world. You know, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Richard Branson are, are all financing this company, Cobalt, which is actively looking for critical metals, battery metals throughout the world, but they have a big focus in the same part of uh, Quebec in Nunavik where we're working. In fact, they're quite close by. Um, and so, you know, I think that's um, good for us in that it draws some, some global attention to, to the area that we're working in. It sort of validates us, if you will, that uh, guys with deep pockets like that see this as a place where you can make a meaningful discovery. And also it provides for us uh, a potential uh, exit strategy down the road. At the end of the day, as an exploration company, if you can go and find a meaningful deposit, ultimately what you'd love to have is a big major mining company or, or someone with deep pockets to come in and buy you out and uh, at, a, at a wonderful premium to market and shareholders all go away very, very happy and profitable. You know, having deep pocketed neighbors like that in the region uh, who have a mandate to secure uh, battery metals, um, you know, is, is not a bad person to have exploring next door. So we're very happy about what's happening in the region. As you say, we are a bit of a first mover, but we do think that through exploration success, whether ourselves or others in that area, you're going to start to see an increase in activity, other companies coming in, and we may see, see this become a more active lithium exploration region uh, in, in the years ahead. Interesting, interesting. Now, if you don't mind, share with us a little bit, uh, I guess, of Eureka's exploration plan for this year, given the fact we're in, you know, Q1 now. What are you guys, you know, really trying to concentrate on? And, you know, what do you guys see perhaps by the end of this year as far as where you guys would be at market cap wise and everything else in between? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we see, look, the, this part of Quebec, a little bit further north. Uh, I mean, it's it's great in the summer months because it's, it's dry. It's sort of a tundra type environment. So unlike the southern part that could be a bit swampy and a little bit more difficult to get around and prospect in the summer, we get a lot of good work done in the spring and summer. And so um, we're sort of waiting for the seasonality, you know, so that we can get back up there, let's say March, April, something like that, and get active right through the summer. Um in, in the interim, we're waiting for all the final results to come from our last field season. We start to get those assay results. We'll do some interpretation of that. Look to see if we can identify the areas that have the most potential, areas that we don't want to spend any more time on, and really start to vector towards, you know, giving ourselves the best chance at making a meaningful discovery with the drill bit. I mean, ultimately, drilling exploration is where the rubber hits the road in the, in, in the, in the exploration business, and you find out if you're onto something meaningful or not. 
we would anticipate if the results from last year's uh, end of season results come in the way we hope that we'll start to target some areas for drilling. We'll get quite active with drilling, hopefully this spring and summer as well. Uh, and I think that we'll have ground crews, you know, exploring and doing work throughout the entire summer here that'll generate, as I say, meaningful results. This will be more, you know, sort of uh, exploration drilling and discovery drilling, which is really, like I say, what, what, what gets investors excited and can really drive value. In the interim, we recognize that as a publicly traded company, you know, you can't go dormant for months at a time. And although we're doing a lot of work to get our targets and get our ducks in a row for the start of the season here in the next couple of months. Uh, we've recently entered into a letter of intent with another company to acquire the rights to acquire 100% of some projects a little further south. And, and that gives us some diversity of the project portfolio. It's still Quebec, it's still lithium, it's in, a, it's in a, an active region, uh, but it's year round access because it's a little further south, uh, the weather's more conducive, it's, it's road accessible so we can drive there. Uh, and it's permitted, fully permitted and ready to go for drilling. And so that's a project that we can tie up that letter of intent, turn that into a definitive agreement here in the coming weeks. My hope is that we can get active with, a, with the first phase of drilling there, um, perhaps as, as soon as February. And that gives us, you know, some potential results, some potential news catalysts, um, you know, and hopefully gives investors a reason to, to kind of watch this space, if you will, to see what we're doing on the ground on a meaningful exploration play as we await the opportunity to get back up into uh, Nunavik and ramp back up in, in, in that project uh, th that project area as well. So I see this as being a very active time, 2024, really starting as soon as, you know, now going forward with potential news catalysts, with drill assay results, drill programs, uh, and hopefully moving towards, you know, some meaningful discoveries that can really move the needle in terms of the valuation of the company. All righty. Sounds good there. So, Jeff, I appreciate you for joining us and giving us the rundown into Eureka Lithium Corp. Uh, for those uh might want to find out more, can you share with us your ticker symbol as well as where people can go to get additional information if need be? Yeah, so we trade on the CSE or the Canadian Stock Exchange under the symbol ERKA. And on the OTCQB, we trade under the symbol UREKF. Okay, sounds good. So, of course, I'll have that information listed beneath the video as well. But as always, Jeff, thank you for joining us and sharing what's happening up in your region there. Looking forward to finding out more and hopefully have you on further in a year and we get some more uh, details into some results that you guys were able to uncover and see where you guys are at that, at that point. But once again, thank you for joining us on RT interviews and wish you guys the best up there. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me.